Welcome to the Make Room for Your Power podcast, where Coach Tandy Pryor will explore her guest's journey of digging deep and sharing how owning their power has impacted and shown up in their lives and businesses. Get inspired to create the abundant life and business of your dreams. Good afternoon and welcome to my podcast series. This is Tandy Pryor with Tandy Pryor Coaching. We love talking to entrepreneurs about what they're up to and their contribution to the world. And hopefully we come out with nuggets of wisdom for you, our listeners. We always have a great time. And today I'm super excited to welcome Chef Mavis Lineman Clark, founder of The Delish Dish and Made by Mavis. Mavis brings her passion for gourmet food, global flavors, and a knack for Southern hospitality and events to Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky. She has traveled the world, uh, been to Syracuse University in New York and in Florence, Italy. She fell in love with cooking while living in Philadelphia near the historic Italian market. She lived in Chicago hosting wonderful dinner parties to friends, and luckily for our local community, she moved back to Northern Kentucky and began the Delish Dish. She was a finalist in the spring class of Bad Girl Ventures, and she joined the Northern Kentucky Incubator Kitchen in 2013. In 2015, Mavis was proud to be one of the faces of the Kroger Buys local campaign through the Kentucky Proud Program and won the Startup Spirit Award from the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce for her entrepreneurial efforts. Mavis currently has eight full-time employees and 40 part-time employees and also rents out a kickstart kitchen to five small food businesses with more entrepreneurs signing on each day. Please help me welcome Mavis Lineman Clark, executive chef and fearless leader and the 2018 Kentucky Woman-Owned Business of the Year. Hi, Mavis. Hey, Candy. How are you? I'm great. Happy to be here. I'm so glad you're here. You know I have loved watching you and all of your success. You have been really, really busy. I have been. I have been. And thanks to you, I've gotten all my stuff together and I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did work together year, a couple years ago. And I, by, yeah. you, were, you were so amazing to coach. I mean, you just got it and took off with it. And that's what it's designed to do. And you did it. And you, yeah. I love watching you. You're always, you always have mentors around you and people that are helping you out too, don't you? I do. I, I love my mentors and I would not be successful without them for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's super important. So tell me a little bit about, I mean, I gave you a, a nice introduction there, but tell me like, how did you get started as just, is it something when you were little that you loved all along? Um, yeah, I, I actually fell in love with baking originally. So when I was like eight years old, I had like uh, Betty Crocker's like book of baking and I decided I was going to like bake my way through this. So I just became obsessed and I was at eight, nine and 10. I was like making, um, like chocolate silk pies and layer cakes. And I was super into baking and that carried through to high school. Um, but I didn't get into cooking until I was older after college. Actually, I cooked on and off in college, but it was afterwards when I lived in Philadelphia and fell in love with the food scene there and the awesome Italian market that I really realized like, Oh wait, I can actually cook all this food that I love. And, and obviously I lived in, um, 
Italy for a while. And so I loved the food there. Um, and my host mom taught me a little bit, but that was just my beginning of my learning curve, I would say. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I'm not sure I really, um, in the introduction, you know, I'm not sure I really covered how much of an international flair that you love to bring to your cooking and to the world. Would that be true? Yeah, that is definitely true. I, um, after college, I lived in Philly for a while, um, but I am not a good nine to five job person. And so um, I ended up taking a job as a freelancer and taking about six months off to travel. So I was able to go to Africa with um, a college um, mission trip to Ghana for two weeks. And I went to Italy and I went to Tokyo. Um, and actually in sixth grade, I was an exchange student in Ecuador for a month. Um, so I've done a lot of travel and I still do a lot of travel. Um, and all of that travel brought me to all these amazing flavors um, that I didn't know existed before. And, uh, and so I started incorporating them into before I did cooking, I was doing jam. <laughs> I was making jam at home. Um, and so I started kind of making all these different, you know, flavors using cardamom and lavender and, um, you know, different like spicy jams and things like that. So really taking some of those flavors I'd learned uh, traveling and incorporating them into my food, which we still do to this day at the Delish Dish. I am a huge fan of your jams. And you know, I've every year I box up um, several different <laughs> kinds and I ship them out to Seattle to my family out there because they're so interesting and they're wonderful. And I grew up, my mom used to make jam all the time, but they were, you know, they were good, but they were basic jams. Although she did oh, make right. a crab apple jam that was good. Oh, that sounds different. I've yeah, it was. Uh-huh. It was, it was good. Um, but I want to I want to ask you something with the uh, thread what you were just talking about the travel and the flavors. If I were to ask you right now, what stands out as one of the first things, or what country were you in, or is there some is there some um, something that really stands out? Is there a flavor or a dish or something where it really felt like it lit the fire? Yes. Um, when I was studying abroad in college, I lived um, in Florence, Italy, and I lived with a little old lady who spoke zero English. Um, and so her and I, so I had to learn, I only had one semester of Italian. So her and I had to learn Italian really quickly. <laughs> so her and I would have dinner together. She would make me dinner almost every night. And we would have like our Italian English dictionary between us. And, you know, by the end of the semester, we could talk fluently. Um, but so she would always cook for me these meals and she taught me how to make her artichoke risotto, which just changed my life. I just remember that dish. I still make it to this day. I think of her whenever I do. And it's such a simple, you know, Italian dish, but she made it with so much love. And I mean, she would make it for me and she would just be like, manja, 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 keep eating, keep eating, keep eating. Cause she knew I loved it so much. Um, so that dish for me was like, whoa, the simple Italian cooking can be mind-blowing, delicious, and actually pretty easy to make. So before I left, she taught me, she sat down and her and I spent a night and her teaching me how to make it the way she does. Now, is that something that you just make at home? By the way, I completely adore watching what you're making at home at night. I'm like, I'm coming over. <laughs> <laughs> Do you make you that know, for clients? You told me, I, uh, I do. It's on my menu. It's been on my menu since I started. So uh, we do have it on the menu and I do make it at home. Um, 
And actually, I started posting even more of my home food photos for you, Tandy. So you're welcome. <laughs> yes. Well, they're inspiring. I'm like, maybe I can. I mean, I'm an okay cook. You know, I'm I'm not, I mean, I'm all right, yeah. but I'm not fantastic. And, you know, I've had three kids by myself for and working. And so you lose, you know, and I teach about this a little, you bring oh. the details in and the lusciousness yeah, and the depth and the, you know, all these amazing things. And I feel like sometimes I've missed out on those because I'm out to practice or out to a game. And, you know, I, I guess I'm talking about that a little bit just because my last yeah. one's leaving. So I'm looking at like, okay, how can I bring these layers of all the details and all the wonderful things that you kind of skim over? So you're inspiring, right. and, and you're actually, inspiring me. Thank you. Well, and actually it's really interesting because I'm really falling back in love with cooking again right now because I have so many awesome people on staff and we're in busy season and I'm not working 80 hour weeks anymore. So I have time to cook again. And so, uh, and now with summer and my garden exploding, I'm just like so excited to cook every day, even though I'm in a kitchen with like a million people cooking every day. But uh, it's kind of fun for me because I'm re-exploring my love for cooking. Um, and that's my favorite at this time of year anyway, with summer and the grill and all that good stuff. I love that. I like, I got chills for a minute when you said that just because of how much I know how many hours you've worked and what you put in and your dedication. I'm so excited. Are you serious? You literally are. I love that. You've got it managed where you're getting that back in. And I don't have to do stuff like every now and then I'll have to, you know, do a few little things, but it's just wild. Tandy, the summer has been, I've had more summer and more time with my family and doing what I want than I've had in five you know, five years. So it's just been like, oh, this is what I worked so hard for. Yay. <laughs> you're really, you're really reaping the the rewards of your hard work. And that is huge. And that's like for anybody that's listening and entrepreneurs, you know, you put the time in and you do the things you don't necessarily want to do. And it does reap rewards eventually. Right. I mean, I'm right. sure and, that. And, and you have to remind yourself to enjoy them. Because sometimes I'm like, well, I should do something else. And I'm like, well, no, I shouldn't. <laughs> I should do whatever I want to do because I've earned this time. And this yeah. is my time now to do what I want. And and it's taken me, I, I mean, you know, you've worked on this before, like a while to accept that I'm allowed that time and I'm allowed to do this. Um, and I, it's okay if I leave work early and go on a run or something. <laughs> you know, I I don't have to be here for every second of the day in my team to do it. Yes, the the uh, being instead of always doing. Yes, yes, being yeah. instead of doing. Yes, I see that with a lot of clients, you know, and especially women. Uh, oftentimes they're taught that they have, I don't know if this is you exactly, but it's hard for people to stop doing. Like we have to be moving all the time to take up space. Right. And it's it's a wonderful lesson to learn that, hey, you can just be and and chill and, and do the things you like to do. So- Right. What? And I mean, I'm still doing stuff because it's me. I'm doing stuff. I'm cooking, <laughs> which yeah. no one else would probably do when they have spare time, but I love it. So it, it makes, it brings me joy. That I love that. So on that thread, when you're at home, what, what is, what brings you joy cooking wise? What is your favorite thing to cook at home? Favorite thing to cook at home. Um, so we have a really interesting, we, my husband and I have like, he, he needs a schedule. I'm 
So we make a grocery list and a menu every single week. So, um, and then go, he goes to the grocery store on Sunday and gets all the stuff that we planned. So like this time of year, I'm doing so much grill, like on the grill, as much as I can grill outside, I am. So, but then he knows when fall comes around, like it's going to be soup and I'm going to make way more soup than he ever wanted to have <laughs> for like months. <laughs> and then I'm going to do braises. I, I cook very seasonally. So like at this time of year, I got a smoker for Christmas a year ago. So I've been like, I do a lot of like smoked meats and like smoked salmon and lots of like fresh grilled Mediterranean flavors is what I really crave at this time of year. So like cucumbers and tomatoes and mozzarella and all of that stuff. I even got a poster or a painting last year because my husband hates how much I love tomatoes and basil, like from July through September. <laughs> and I got a painting of um, tomatoes and basil that, so we can always see how much I love it year round. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> so it's that. in the middle of my dining room now. So at this time of year, I'm very like seasonal. And for some reason, I just love dessert all the time lately. So I've been making a lot of desserts as well. <laughs> Like easy wow. French ones. Like I did a cherry clafouti, which is like a French dessert, but it looks hard, but it's actually like takes 20 minutes and cherry season. So bring on all the cherries. Right. What, so what's in that? How do you say that? Clafouti? Clafouti. C-L-A-F-O-U-T-I-S. So cherry clafouti. Someone told me it sounds like a disease. It's not. <laughs> it does. And but I saw the almost- picture. I saw that picture. It was beautiful. How simple is yeah, that? Thank you. It's actually, you, the hardest part is like pitting the cherries, which I just bought this handy dandy six pitter cherry thing so I can pit six cherries at once. But all you have to do is pit your cherries, put them in the bottom of a pie dish, and then in a blender, it's sugar, flour, milk, eggs, and vanilla extract. And I use a little amaretto too. Um, and you just blend it up and pour it on top of the cherries and bake it for 45 minutes. So it's actually super easy and you could do it with any fruit you really loved. You know, oh my gosh, that sounds nice. Or peaches, yeah. Yeah, and it's like a custard. So it's not like a cake. It's more like custardy when you cut into it from all the eggs. Oh, like interesting. A cake. I may give yeah, that a tr- so I may give that a shot. Yes. What when, when you're talking about um the cucumber in the Mediterranean. So I'm trying to work that in a little bit more, right? Everybody's talking about mm-hmm. that and it's how do you do that? Like, give me a menu of like one, one thing from last week where you integrated all those, like a Mediterranean, your favorite Mediterranean meal. What does that look like? Um, well, actually, I'll tell you what we're having tonight because it's very Mediterranean. <laughs> we're, doing, <laughs> we're doing like a beef kebab, but like Lebanese style. So it's like one big, like long meat kebab, like a bit, like almost like a meatball, but a big meatball on a stick and made elongated so you can grill it. Okay. And then we're doing that with like a cucumber mint salad. And then I'm doing a caprese salad on the side. So we'll have all my favorite things, tomatoes, mozzarella, basil, cucumber, mint, red onion. You know, so light, fresh salads and a light meat on the side, or like we did a panzanella salad um, two days ago, which is like a bread salad and it's a traditional Italian salad. I've always wanted to make it and I finally did. And that one we did like, you know, basically you grill your bread and um, then you just toss together bread with olive oil and vinegar and I did cucumbers, red onion and grilled tomatoes. And it makes this like the bread softens just enough so you still have crunch but that softness and it's like a really nice light summery meal we had we had a chicken to it but you could skip it if you're vegetarian 
That sounds amazing. That sounds really so amazing. That's a yummy one. Yeah, so, I loved it. What What would you tell anyone that's listening that um, it loves to cook and wants to do a business like this, or is thinking about it, or you know, is an entrepreneur in anywhere? Tell me, kind of how. Um, what your challenges have been and what the successes have been or kind of your view of entrepreneurship. How about that? Starting with bad girl ventures. Whoop, whoop, we're fellow bad girls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my view of entrepreneurship. Um, broad question. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I feel like entrepreneurs is, I feel like it's something that's kind of like inside of you as a person. Like I was a terrible nine to five employee and I couldn't figure out why for the longest time. And it's cause that's not what I was meant to be. I was like, I was in a cage. Um, so right. for me, Same. <laughs> entrepreneurism. Yeah. And like, I just, I, I literally was so depressed working in an office. I couldn't handle it. I didn't mm. like, I'm, I'm a very efficient person, but when people make me, like do stuff on their time, but I can do it so much faster than like I have eight hours, but I've done all my work in four. Like, why am I still here? <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but for me, you know, it was tapping into, I, I didn't realize I was meant to do this until I did it, I guess. Does that make sense? So once I did it, I think it takes a certain spirit. My advisor would call it the X factor. Um, and it's that factor where you are not going to let this fail no matter what happens. Like you're the, I think the determination um, has to be so strong because not only do you need to love what you're doing, like be so obsessed with it. Like I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with it. And um, whatever business it is, like for you, it's like coaching and you love to do it and you get joy out of it. So it has to be something that you love no matter what, like no matter how terrible your day is, which like I've had a lot of like crazy days lately, but I still love it when I go home. Um, so for me, it's having that passion and then having that determination to make that goal happen at all, you know, no matter what. And it, it might be a different iteration of the goal that you originally had, but somehow achieving what you were, you know, this business or this something, whatever it is that you're trying to produce, you know, working at any way to, and giving your all to making it happen. Yes. I know that was a pretty broad question. I appreciated your answer on that. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Thank you you, you I did good. You one. did really good. <laughs> Not that you. I was looking for anything, but I think at the basis <laughs> of most entrepreneurs is the need for freedom. That's what I see. I don't. Yeah. And need for freedom. Yeah. Right. I cannot, and it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what you were describing. It's that it's like being able to do what right. you need to do on your terms. And I, I would, I would love to do, you know, values assessments on every single entrepreneur. And I bet freedom is in the top three of everybody, you know, well, on their, right. on but what's what they value. You give up, you pick, it's a freedom, but freedom, like you chain yourself to your business. <laughs> so like, it's kind of like you're willing, you're a willing prisoner, <laughs> whatever it is. Like if you picked it, because some days I'm like, oh my God, like yesterday was just like a total nightmare for me. And I was like, love food service. Every day is great. <laughs> you know, and like I picked this business and it's mine. And you know, a lot of people when they're not entrepreneurs are like, well, you can pick your own schedule and do whatever you want. And I'm like, well, no, not really. Only now do I get to do that five years later, but I still have to show up when no one else wants to and stay later than anyone else. 
store earlier and pay for it all. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's freedom, but you know, freedom with, you pick your own burden, I guess, instead of having someone else give it to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect description. I had, you know, and part of, part of this is, is that you've also been very coachable, you know, and, and I oh, think that's you. a, that's a, that's a huge thing. You've got to be able to hear things that you don't necessarily want to hear all the time and, and to yeah. be able to act and move according to what's going on. And I kind of teased you about yesterday about, you know, you've had a lot of things kind of go on. Um, and I, I always know this when I'm coaching someone, when all hell is breaking loose, you know, something amazing is on the other side and you just have to right. keep pushing through it. And it's, it's oh, never, yeah. it's never wrong. It, every single time you get ready to up level in our world, we call that up leveling all hell breaks yeah. loose. Yes. Oh yeah. And, and I try and tell people that cause I, I mean, I, I, because with Kickstart Kitchen, I coach people literally will talk to them about their business and starting a business and do they really want to do it? And I'm very honest as you know, Tammy, I'm very honest about what it involves and what your time is going to be like and how long it's going to take you to make money. Um, and these are things that people, you know, like to put rose colored glasses on when there's, I love this job, but it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> and anyway, so like you have to be ready to the first year is like the worst. I mean, you're just like, what am I doing? Is this going to work? You know, so it takes so long to get through all that drudgery to the beautiful, you know, to the beautiful part of it. Yes. And that's, you know, I, I talk a lot. This is all so relevant. And I want to wrap this in a little bit because I talk a lot about owning your power and make more money. Mm-hmm. And that's triggered people, which has been pretty funny. I still kind of laugh at that. But, you know, when you very first start, you know, what I mean on your power, it's not like go, go bulldoze all your, you know, your competition and every, it's it's about remembering who you are and owning that really true power. So you, you claim your value. It's like when you're coaching other people in your kitchens and when I'm coaching and that it's really about, you know, what your service is worth charging, what you're worth. And I, you know, I yeah. still see people oh, yeah. that, that discount and people, don't you think that's one of the biggest lessons when you first start out is like, wow, I really get to charge what I need to charge and, and don't discount and don't let people talk you down or try to negotiate you out of what you deserve to make. Right. Yeah. And it's always for me, it's always the clients with the most money who want me to discount their bills for absolutely no reason. <laughs> I'm like, no, it doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, and especially last minute, it's always like, this is last minute and I have a lot of money. So can you do it for, I'm like, no, this is what it costs. If you want me to do it. Um, so, and I talk with my, you know, my tenants a lot. One of them, she just was like, you know what? I'm not making enough money off of this. And I was like, you're not, you need to raise your prices. And she did. And no one complained, you know? So like, no, if one person complains out of a hundred, who cares? But you lost a bad customer. I love this. This is super important for <laughs> entrepreneurs that are listening. Don't discount people. Hold your ground. If you lose one, that's well, okay. Uh, You're creating space for yeah. the perfect one to come in. And I will tell you, actually, in the past two years, I've made a decision about my wedding business, which was I was meeting with all kinds of people and 
You know, I'm a middle to high-end caterer. So if you need a budget caterer, I'm not that person. And now I do a really thorough vetting of all of my brides and grooms before I sit down with them because I don't want to waste 40 hours of my time with 40 people who are never going to be able to either want to afford me or want to pay or they don't care about food. If you don't care about food, you're not my client. <laughs> like go to a different caterer who does, you know, basic stuff. So for me, yes. it has completely changed my wedding business. I'm booking more weddings than ever at a higher price point. Um, and I'm not meeting with as many duds. You know what I mean? I, I'm meeting right. with much more. It, it's figuring with out your that, ideal client. You know, There's somebody's ideal right. client. They're just not yours. And that's when I'm talking right. about owning your power. That's it right there. Because you know yeah. who yeah. your ideal client is. And you've been doing this long enough that you can go straight in and, and know exactly yes or no. Right. And some people are afraid of talking about price up front. But for me, it's like some people I don't talk about it, but other people I'm like, this needs to be <laughs> redo on that. Um, sometimes you need to, you know, just tell people like, this is the price range. You don't have to tell them exactly, but this is what it's going to cost. Is this within your budget? And they'll either be like, oh my God, or yeah, that's actually doable now that I realize what your service entails. So for me, it's being an educator because I'm not just bringing your food. I'm coordinating your runs. I'm coordinating your rentals. I'm dealing with your event planner. I'm setting your tables. I'm cleaning up after your guests. I'm doing your bar. So all these are value adds that a lot of places don't have. And so it's, you know, showing them this is what you're getting and it is a great value. Um, And it's not for everybody, but it might be the perfect fit for you. Yes. Yes. Biggest lesson. I love that. That is own your power in motion, in action. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So we need to wrap up and I am so happy. I've, I've loved this. You are a wealth of, yes, you're a wealth of fun and um, stories and education and so many amazing experiences. So thank you so much, Mavis, for being here today. Yes. And sharing your wisdom. Can you, will you want to tell everybody how they can find you? Yeah, you can find me at thedelishdish.com or madebymavis.com if you want to check out our jams. And then um, for, and we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, If you want to follow me personally and see all my delicious food um, on Instagram, my personal page is at the kitchen bitch (laughs) or kitchen bitch. (laughs) Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. I know. I I finally had to separate my business from my personal. So now I can do whatever I want on Instagram. So that's great. (laughs) And I love Instagram as a, as a uh, platform too. It's awesome. Thank you very much for being here and thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to Make Room for Your Power today. Ready to change your life? Email tandy at tandypriorcoaching.com or visit tandypriorcoaching.com to schedule a consultation. Tandy is known for going there. She will bring depth, accountability, soulful intuition, sales, business and relationship skills, and nonstop encouragement to the table.